Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Would you be the jerk for calling out your girlfriend for how much they ate? We'll get to that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for not allowing my entitled sister to stay at my home, but letting my gay younger brother stay after he was kicked out? I'm writing this post to seek some perspective and advice on a difficult situation I'm currently facing. My entitled sister's been causing trouble for me and my husband for quite some time now, and she's crossed the line once again by expressing interest in my husband. This makes me extremely uncomfortable and I don't want her staying at my home. She's always been entitled and demanding and I believe that this is just another example of her entitlement. On the other hand, my younger gay brother was recently kicked out of his own home after coming out to his parents. He's in a very vulnerable situation and I've offered him a place to stay until he finds a more permanent solution. My brother's struggling with acceptance from his parents, and I believe that it's my duty to support him and provide him with a safe and welcoming home, especially since he's been kicked out and is in a difficult position. My sister is now furious with me and is accusing me of being unfair and biased. She says that I'm treating her unfairly by not allowing her to stay at my home, but I feel that I have the right to choose who I let into my personal space. I don't want to put my marriage at risk by allowing my sister to stay at my home especially considering the fact that she expressed interest in my husband. I understand that my sister may be hurt and upset, but I also believe that I have the right to protect my marriage and personal space. I don't want to make the wrong decision, and I'd like to hear from others whether I'm the jerk in this situation or not. I would greatly appreciate your honest opinions and thoughts on this matter. Am I the jerk for not allowing my entitled sister to stay at my home, but letting my gay younger brother stay after he was kicked out? I need some perspective on the situation, as I'm finding it difficult to navigate. Thank you for your time and consideration. I think there's probably some more information not disclosed that would be helpful, but I think based off of what OP said, why should it even be a second thought? Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is... Am I the jerk for not putting my daughter in my brother's wedding? My daughter, five, is a gorgeous child. She's so pretty that one of her Montessori teachers asked me if my daughter could be her flower girl. And after talking it over with my daughter, I agreed. A bad idea. My daughter did not like her dress and did not like flashy photographs. While she did do the walk perfectly, she broke down right after and I had to take her home. Now my brother's getting married and they've asked my daughter to be at the wedding as a flower girl. When I asked my daughter, she flatly refused. The previous wedding happened a couple of months ago, so she still remembers it. While I did try to convince her, she ultimately is her own person, and dealing with a grumpy and screaming toddler is not my cup of tea. When I told my brother this, he and his fiance lost it. She accused me of being jealous of her wedding. I had a courthouse wedding and that I was raising my daughter to be a selfish person who doesn't care about her family and welcoming new members. She said that if I don't let her have my daughter as a flower girl, all future children that they will have will never meet her, which my brother fully supports. 
My family's telling me to just go with it and that she won't even remember when she's older, but she'll blame me for breaking a bond with her future cousins. But my husband said, do you really want them to be around our daughter if they act like this over a small thing? Am I the jerk? Honestly, I think their behavior here is kind of creepy, and I think putting your foot down and saying she won't be forced into this is only the right thing to do. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my neighbors to suck it up and deal with the noise after I've tried to be courteous to them and their baby? I'm a 16-year-old female, and I live in an apartment with my parents. It's a nice place, but there's so many problems. One of them being the walls are practically paper thin. So I've dealt with some pretty loud neighbors. Back in November, we had new neighbors move into the larger apartment next door to us, a couple with their few months old baby. Now, I've tried to be as courteous as possible by making little noise in case the kid's napping. At night, I turn the TV down to a reasonable volume, sing during my afternoon walks, no arguing loudly, etc. But lately, I feel like the neighbors are trying to take advantage of our consideration. About a week ago, my mom was making dinner and she was frying it in the pans. And our neighbors came knocking on our door and told her to keep the noise down. She told them she was in the middle of cooking dinner and she would be done soon. But the neighbors just said, it better be soon. The second occurrence happened when they came knocking on our door because according to them, I was shouting when really I was responding to my teacher's question. I'm in homeschool. They witched about it and threatened to report us to the office or security. Yesterday was when crap hit the fan. The night before, my mom asked me if I could vacuum while she was away at work, and I told her I would handle it. I started the vacuum around my lunch break in case there were other neighbors sleeping late, and not even a minute in I heard the baby start crying. I then heard a loud banging on my front door, and when I looked through the peephole, it was the mother looking beet red. I opened the door and asked her if she needed anything, and she said, You need to turn the volume down on that machine of yours. Uh, it's a vacuum. There is no volume button. I tried to explain that to her, but she continued shouting. My husband and I have been nothing but nice to you, and all your family does is be loud. I lost it and said, We're the ones who have been nice to you, but the moment we go on about our daily lives, you start complaining. You can't expect the whole world to go quiet because you have a kid, so suck it up and deal with the noise. I shut the door and went back to cleaning. Later on, a few other neighbors stopped by and said they heard what happened and that I was being rude and witchy. But when I told my parents, they both said that they were on my side and that I was just doing my chores. I don't know, part of me feels guilty and I'm scared that next time they're going to potentially get us kicked out for multiple noise complaints. So am I the jerk? Does OP live in a place where the walls are actually made of paper? I also cannot fathom living in a place where you get frowned upon because you're vacuuming your house during the afternoon. Our next story is, am I the jerk for taking away my DoorDash driver's tip? Earlier today, I ordered food from DoorDash because I didn't feel like getting out. Let me just say that I always tip my drivers. Also, I just have my orders placed outside my door, no contact needed. I think that's pretty easy. For my order today, I tipped my driver $6.50, which was definitely very reasonable for what I ordered and how far away it was. There was no contact, as none was needed. My order was about 20 minutes late, which was no big deal. As soon as my driver dropped off my order, they texted me telling me to increase my tip to $15 to help them out with their two kids and to give them a 5-star rating. $15 for a tip is more than I make in an hour at my job. It was also more than the cost of my food. 
I think it's extremely rude, unprofessional, and ungrateful to ask me to over double my tip. I reported them to DoorDash and asked for a refund for the original tip. Maybe that makes me a jerk, but I think they went way too far by sending that text. I was a waitress for numerous years and I would have gotten fired for acting like that. Any of my customers would have also have taken their money back and not came back, which I think is to be expected. I kind of feel bad, but at the same time I don't. I hope this teaches them not to ask for more from people when they're already doing enough. If my tip wasn't enough, they didn't have to accept my order. Am I the jerk? This next story is, am I the jerk for not giving my late husband's belongings to my in-laws? I, female, 33, lost my husband very unexpectedly seven years ago. We knew each other from a very young age and married when we graduated college. I've known his family for almost my entire life and they're the closest I have to actual family. My own family situation has always been difficult. I became very close with his parents in particular, I'll still call them my in-laws in this post, and we've supported each other heavily through the grief process. We didn't have children before he passed, but we were trying. I still missed my husband every day. I slowly began dating again four years ago, mostly casual dates and nothing serious. In-laws were broadly supportive. I told them I was ready to date and they said okay but didn't want to know the details. I only ever spoke about my dating life vaguely and infrequently to them. Around the same time, I got a big promotion and began to spend a couple months a year in Paris for work, pandemic permitting. Then one year ago I met Armand, male 38, and started my first serious relationship since being widowed. Given Armand lives in Paris, our relationship is based there. And while we've traveled quite a lot together, we haven't been to the US together yet. He hasn't met my in-laws, but I've told them I am dating someone. Around Christmas, we found out I was pregnant. This was a total surprise as we weren't trying. We've since decided that I'll move to France permanently instead of splitting my time between the US and France so that we can raise a family together. It isn't really possible for Armand to move to the US. He works in the art industry and his studio and backers are all Europe-based. I told my in-laws and they were deeply upset. They said I was depriving them of their only opportunity to have a grandchild. My husband was an only child. They then accused me of moving on too quickly and not loving my husband. In the end, we had a huge argument and they demanded that I leave all of my husband's belongings from our apartment, his clothes, personal effects, etc., to them when I moved to Paris. They also demanded my engagement ring, which is a family heirloom. They said they should have these because, while I've moved on, he will never stop being their son. I said no, these things are all treasured memories from my life with him that I never want to forget. They've threatened legal action to recover the ring in particular, I'm not sure they have a legal proper right, but I can see the hurt I'm causing them with my choices and maybe giving them what they ask for, they'll be able to have closure. Am I the jerk for continuing to refuse? Definitely not the jerk. These are all effects that were left to you or you inherited from your relationship with this guy. You have no obligation to give anybody those things. They certainly don't have a legal right to them. Our next story is, am I the jerk for implying her relationship wouldn't last? My fiance and I are both nurses. His little brother starting medical school in the fall. We're very proud of him, of course, but his girlfriend is becoming insufferable. She acts like he's already a doctor has a bunch of money, and she's already spending it in her mind. Recently, I was showing them pictures of our wedding venue, and she said she would want a different venue in our area. The one she wants is very expensive. She then said she understood why we didn't go with it, 
Basically, she implied she'll have a lot more to spend on her wedding. They aren't engaged, by the way. I pointed out her preferred venue is pretty expensive. She said since her boyfriend will be a doctor, they'll be able to afford it. I said medical school is expensive, you don't make much your first few years, and only certain specialties make the big bucks. She said her boyfriend will be one of the ones making a lot of money because he'll be on the top of his class. He interjected to say it doesn't quite work that way and he's planning on becoming a pediatrician. On average, pediatricians tend to be the lowest compensated specialty. She asked how much pediatricians make compared to a surgeon, and my fiancé said surgeons make more than twice as much, but are also more than twice as likely to be jerks, which he and his brother laughed about. She was put out and asked why her boyfriend wanted to be a pediatrician. He said it was something he's always been passionate about. She was upset and said that it was a big decision that affected both of them. I said that it isn't necessarily because med school is a notorious relationship killer and most couples don't survive the stress and lack of free time. She was angry with me for implying her relationship would end and she called me a jealous witch. I was just trying to give her a reality check. Maybe I should have refrained. This next story is, am I the jerk for not allowing our temporary guest to have overnight guests over? I just want to preface this by saying nothing has happened yet. I want to determine whether or not I will be the jerk. So my partner and I, both 30, live alone. I appreciate my own space, and we're at an age where living with roommates is a thing of the past. My partner's from a foreign country, and he has a friend visiting who was originally coming to stay with us for a week or two. The plan's now changed and he's living with us for about two months and will contribute a lesser portion of rent than us. He'll pay around 25%, and my partner and I will pay the 75% between us. And we'll contribute to power bills, but not internet or anything like that. I would also like to point out that the new plan of him staying for two months instead of two weeks was not discussed with me. My partner told his friend that it was okay, and as I get on well with the friend, I figured two months would be manageable. So the friend arrived yesterday and has already been on Tinder and is planning dates with girls, and to be perfectly honest... I'm worried about him having lots of overnight guests and that is the absolute last thing I want, considering we originally lived alone for a reason. Considering the friend will only be contributing a small portion to the household, how much of a jerk would I be to implement rules when it came to overnight guests should it be a problem? I really don't think OP would be much of a jerk at all, hopefully it doesn't start a fight. This next story is, am I the jerk for not letting my girlfriend come over because I was watching Netflix with my daughter? This happened on Saturday evening slash night. My daughter lives with her mom, but she spends most week. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Weekends at mine, unless she already has plans for that weekend. Her spending the weekend at mine usually means doing something fun during the day on Saturday. She then spends the whole evening and night in her room on her phone, like all teenagers, and then going out for lunch on Sunday before I drop her back off at her mom's. But this Saturday, it was about 5 or 6 p.m., and my daughter asked me if we could watch something together, which was extremely out of the ordinary, but I agreed, obviously. We ended up binging Breaking Bad and eating ice cream in bed, but around 10 p.m., my girlfriend texted me asking when she could come over and I realized I completely forgot that I said she could come over on Saturday. So I just texted her saying if we could meet up tomorrow, Sunday instead. But then she called me and she was angry that I changed plans in the last second and I didn't even tell her. I tried to explain the whole situation and that I simply forgot, but she just hung up. And then she texted me saying that if I don't care about our plans, she's not coming over on Sunday. And she didn't. In fact, we haven't seen each other since last week. So, was I the jerk? This next story is, am I the jerk for trying to get out of going on a 15-day holiday with my ex and our kids? I wanted to take my kids to see my family, but as that required international travel, I needed my ex to give me permission. He finally agreed, on the condition that for every day I was out of the country with our kids, I owed him three days to do whatever he wanted with them, even if that meant I had to be there too. I owe him 15 days and he wants to take them to Portugal. He expects me to go with them but I really don't want to. I've been trying to renegotiate with him but he said I can't change the terms after he's already given me what I wanted and that I should have expected this. I assumed he was going to want the kids to spend overnights with him for the days but I didn't think he would want to take them abroad. I told him I wasn't going yesterday. So things have been blowing up between us, as from his perspective, it's unfair that I can go abroad with our kids and he can't. Our youngest is 13 months, and we both agree he shouldn't be separated from me for 15 days, which is why he can't take him yet. I did mention that he could take them, once our oldest is younger, but he wouldn't accept that as a compromise. He outright said I had no choice and is using the fact that our oldest is excited to go to guilt me into backing down. His compromise is offering to invite his brother and his girlfriend if I'm too scared to be alone with him, which isn't much of a compromise in my opinion. Am I the jerk? I get both sides, but obviously it's just too much of an inconvenience and unrealistic to pull off. I wouldn't think that makes Opie the jerk. This next story is, would I be the jerk for telling my mother that I don't consider my stepfather to be my dad? My girlfriend's parents are supposed to be meeting my parents soon, which is a very big milestone in our relationship. However, my mom is insistent that she brings along her husband and introduces him as my stepfather slash dad. My dad died nearly 10 years ago of cancer when I was in my 20s. He was always good to my family and supported us. I'm happy that my mom is remarried to someone that makes her happy and supports her, but I've never considered her current husband to be my father. He is very nice, but his efforts to reach out to me remind me of a longtime friend. He's more of a friend or uncle to me than a father. Even after knowing me for so long, I can't say that we're very close. He's never been receptive to my emotional conversations and was very distant when I would get depressed about my dad's death. He's a generally nice person, but I don't feel comfortable introducing him to my girlfriend's family for other reasons. He's traditional, believes in the working man, homemaker, wife dynamic, 
and has made comments about working women being unable to raise their kids to my mom and I. He dislikes how my girlfriend flaunts her intelligence and lectured him for making a sexist joke when she was visiting. However, he is civil and polite to her when she's around. He told my mom it would be an honor to meet my girlfriend's parents. He considers himself to be like a father to me. Undeniably, he's helped out my family and I a lot. But he doesn't try emotionally connecting with me that much. My girlfriend resembles her mom strongly, as they're both hard workers and have sought higher education. However, they're both serious people and are not easygoing, so there may be some conflict between them and my mom's husband. Additionally, my girlfriend and her parents have no interest meeting him, as I've told them repeatedly that I don't consider him as a father. My girlfriend's mom even went so far as to say that it would be offensive slash rude to bring him along. They consider step-parents to be valid parents, but don't think my stepfather should come along if I don't think he's like a father to me. They were more receptive to the idea of visiting my father's gravesite and paying their respects than meeting my stepfather. However, my mother is adamant that my stepfather comes along, otherwise she won't meet my girlfriend's parents. She believes I'm being rude and denying my stepfather's importance in the family. She's offended that I'm embarrassing him in front of her future in-laws and that I'm maliciously excluding him. In most situations like this where the mom tries to shoehorn the stepfather into a father role or vice versa with a stepmom, it almost never works out. I just don't see how you could say that OP would be the jerk. This next story is, am I the jerk for telling my cousin she shouldn't make all her characters vegan just because she is? My cousin, 17-year-old female, and I, 24-year-old male, are both writers. About a week ago, she was telling me about one of the novels she was working on and asked if I could read a first few chapters and give some feedback on it. I agreed to and she sent them. It was fine for a first draft. It had a few mistakes here and there and some parts where the story lulled a bit. The main issue I had with it was that every character in the book is a vegan. It's not explicitly stated in the text, but it's heavily implied. At one point in the story, the character's ordering food and there's only vegan options. Another adds oat milk to his coffee, and earlier on someone has scrambled tofu for breakfast. Granted, it's a small part of what she's written, and she doesn't linger on the food too much, so it doesn't seem like it's the focal point of the story, but it's noticeable. When I gave her the feedback, I ended it with mentioning how it was unrealistic for everyone in the book to be vegans. She said okay and thanked me for the feedback, and that was the end of it. I talked to her the day before yesterday and asked her, out of curiosity, which characters she was planning on changing from a vegan to a meat eater. She said none. When I asked her why, she said that she didn't want to write people who ate meat. And when I pressed, she kept dancing around the question until I told her that she asked for feedback. So why would she ask and not take my advice? She told me that she appreciated my feedback, and she took some of it. She claims to have made some revisions and cut some scenes, but her characters being vegan was something she wasn't going to change. That she didn't agree with it morally, and she wasn't going to write it as the norm, much less have her protagonists eat it. After she said that, I reminded her that not everyone in the real world was vegan, and making all of her characters be vegans was going to alienate potential readers and make them uncomfortable. At this point, she started getting defensive and asked if them being vegan made me uncomfortable. I told her they didn't, but it did break the immersion for me because of how unrealistic it was. 
Then she made a snide comment about how I write fantasy, despite the fact that that's a completely different situation. At this point, I started being a little harsh. I told her that if she was going to be so stubborn, she would never get her books published, because publishers won't take a chance on her when she's filling her books with nothing but wish fulfillment. We went back and forth for a bit until she ended the conversation with a rant about how meat-eating writers rarely, if ever, take vegans into consideration when writing characters. So why should she? And hasn't responded since. So am I the jerk here? Now, I'm no experienced or accredited writer, but even if she was going for, like, getting her stuff published, if she wants to make all of her characters vegan, I don't see what's wrong with that. And I think it's weird when they state that they want it that way for OP to continue to push them and push them and pressure them into making some meat eaters. Our next story is, am I the jerk for commenting on how much my girlfriend ate? Me, 23-year-old male, and my girlfriend, 23-year-old female, have been dating three years, and we've been living together for one. Some relevant context, when we first met, she had a little extra weight on her, but I didn't ever really notice it and I found her very attractive. Fast forward to around two years ago, she got serious about getting into better shape and made significant changes to her lifestyle, particularly diet. The weight came off really quickly and in total she's lost about 25 pounds. She's 5'4 and now weighs around 123 pounds and has been this stable weight for about 6 months. I've been supportive the whole time. While that's all great, since she first started losing weight, she's expressed to me that she's now terrified of gaining weight again and being fat. Even though I've told her that I never thought she was fat before and definitely isn't now. She keeps pretty close tabs on calories and gets very stressed out if she feels she's eaten too much throughout the day. I know it isn't a great state of mind, but I don't think it's serious because it doesn't really affect her functioning in life. Now for the current situation, she's been very frustrated about the little bit of pouch she has on her stomach that she doesn't understand why it hasn't gone away. We work out together every other day and she's told me that she tries to eat 1200 calories a day or less to try and lose the last bit of fat and get a flatter stomach. A couple days ago, she told me that she's been reading and thinks she's probably actually been eating too little and is now going to try and eat 1400 calories per day to boost her metabolism or something like that. I said, cool. Yesterday morning we both had the day off and for a late breakfast, early lunch, she ate avocado toast, two eggs and an orange. About an hour later, she said she was hungry and had a small bowl of frozen veggies. It was kind of surprising to see her eat so much, so I just made the observation, that's a lot of food. She gave me an upset look and said she's hungry, to which I replied, I'm not hungry and I've only eaten a hot dog today, which was true. I didn't say that to be a jerk, I just kind of didn't understand how she could be hungry when I wasn't hungry and I'm 6 foot 185 pounds. It just kind of caught me off guard, that was all. I didn't mean anything by it. Anyways, she got kind of sad and said okay, that she wouldn't eat anything else until dinner. We've both been kind of avoiding each other since then, and I can definitely tell she feels hurt. Personally, I think she's being too sensitive, but am I the jerk? No, this is definitely a jerk thing to do and a jerk thing to say and a jerk thing to not feel any remorse about. This would be like if OP's afraid of going bald, and she walks in on him brushing his hair and says, Wow, that's a lot of hair in that brush. Wouldn't that really affect you? This next story is, am I the jerk for trying to accommodate my coworker's diet? 
I, 27-year-old female, have been at my current company for about two years. I like to cook and bake, and my roommate is obsessively a healthy eater, so I usually have a lot of leftovers and I always bring them to the office. About a year ago, Denzel, 29-year-old male, was hired. He and I hit it off right away, and within a few months people were joking that he and I were work husband and wife, which I thought was super funny and cute. Denzel is already married and we have great chemistry, but nothing's ever happened between us, I wish. At first, Denzel seemed to really like my baked goods, but then I noticed he'd stopped eating the snacks I brought. I asked him why, and he said he and his wife were trying a keto diet. I decided to make some keto snacks so that Denzel could still partake, so I made a batch of keto muffins the next week. Denzel didn't try those either, and when I asked, he said he was trying to lose some weight. I said he didn't look like he needed to, but that I'd try to make some healthy snacks next time so that he could partake in my food without compromising his diet. He told me I didn't need to make anything special on his account, but I found a recipe for low-calorie keto scones, and I made and brought those in a few days later. I also forwarded him information regarding fitness and calorie counting apps that he could use as a resource. Another coworker, Megan, who is friends with Denzel and his wife outside of work, took me aside and said that I needed to stop pushing food on Denzel, that I was making him uncomfortable, and that it made it look like I was interested in him. She threatened to report me to HR if I didn't stop. I was shocked and I tried to tell Megan that I was just being nice and trying to accommodate everyone when bringing treats to the office. And Denzel never said anything about being uncomfortable, and reporting me to HR seemed like a huge overreaction on her part. I'm confused now. Am I the jerk for offering food to coworkers and trying to accommodate Denzel's diet? I think OP definitely just was not reading the signs that Denzel was subtly trying to give her. I just can't really blame Denzel for not wanting to say to OP's face, you need to back up because it's a really uncomfortable thing to say. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.